Hey there, and welcome to the Do Life Big podcast. This podcast is going to be your jam if you want to live to your full potential and don't believe in half-assing anything in your life. If we want to do life big, that means we've got to get out of our own way because we only have this one shot to make it awesome. I'm your host, Kathy, and I'm a mom of three whose BFF is cold brew, a retired school teacher turned online entrepreneur, and an author. I'm loud, bold, and will always keep it real. I'm determined to live my best freaking life possible, and I'm here to help you do the same. I'll be packing this podcast with tips, motivation, inspiration, and strategies to finally get you where you want to go. And we will have a ton of laughter along the way because let's be honest, we can't ever take ourselves too seriously, right? I'm so excited you are here with me today. Now let's get this party started. Hey, my friend, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Do Life Big. Today, I am so excited to have you here listening because I have a very special guest here. Her name is Eleanor. And I met Eleanor at this business event a couple of months ago called BBD Live in California. And it is amazing how we just completely connected and hit it off. She has so much wisdom. She's so calming and soothing opposite of me with my total spazoid <laughs> mentality and personality. <laughs> but I am so excited for you to listen to her today. So welcome to the show, Eleanor. Thank you, Katty. Thank you. Yeah, it was such a special moment. I really cherish that memory of us sitting by the fire and just we could have talked the whole night. We just <laughs> connected on such a deep level. It was amazing. Oh my gosh, I know. It was amazing. We just kept talking on and on about all these different things and you know, divine timing and all these different synchronicities. And it was such an awesome conversation. I loved it so much. Yeah. So I'm so excited to have you on here. Thanks for being here. Why Thank don't you, you um, just introduce yourself to the listeners so they can find out a little bit who you are and then we'll dive in. Yes. Hello, everybody. My name is Eleanor. I'm originally from Belgium, which is where my beautiful French accent is coming from. <laughs> But I live in Canada now in BC, close to Vancouver, in the mountains, because I love nature and the ability to just resource myself with, with the trees and the earth. And I'm a spiritual teacher. I'm a healer. I'm an author, a speaker. And I am so passionate about what I do. And really what I focus on right now is really helping women entrepreneurs who are unfulfilled, who are lacking direction. I help them realign with their essence, with their soul, so that they can find that purpose, that freedom, and that fulfillment that they're actually seeking. And it's been a journey. I wasn't born like this. Though, I mean, I have to say, I was born really sensitive and empath and always thinking out of the box, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... Yeah, I'm so I'm so happy that I got myself to this place because this is my purpose. This is really what I am passionate about. And 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 my genius is to support women in seeing their own essence, their highest potential and bringing that, birthing that into the world. Oh my gosh, I love that. You said that so nicely too. It's so important, isn't it? And I love it when you finally find your purpose, like what you're mm. really meant to do while you're here on this earth, because we're only here for such a short amount of time. And just like you, it's the same thing for me. Nothing makes me feel better than knowing that I'm making a positive impact on somebody else's life. Like that is my purpose. If I'm not making an impact in a positive way on somebody's life, what the heck is the point, right? And you're doing such an amazing job at, at that because oh, you're just being you. yourself and like 
your smile, your energy is so positive. Like, how could you not make a positive impact on people's lives? <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so nice. Thank you so much. <laughs> I try, no, you know. It's important, you know, to mirror to people sometimes who they are because we don't see ourselves. It is. I know it's true. I mean, although you, I can hear myself very loud coming down the halls, an extremely loud laugh, very bold. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's just how I naturally am or if it's the energy drink I'm drinking, but <laughs> you are. <laughs> it's just who I am. <laughs> you need that energy to fulfill that purpose. Exactly. That's what it is. Like, yeah. Like, if I don't show my energy, I'm very dramatic like with my hand motions and my facial expressions and very animated. <laughs> and if I don't act that way and I don't laugh a lot or make other people laugh, it just doesn't feel authentic to me because that's yeah. not who I am. And I, I want to speak to that more because this is something that I really often see, especially in us women. I mean, for so many centuries, we've been subdued, pushed down, told that we were too much, too loud. And, you know, even if it's who you are and you totally like assume it and use it as your purpose, there's still that little voice sometimes in your head. You're like, is this really who I am or am I being too much? Is it my energy drink and I should drink less caffeine? Right? <laughs> and yeah. it's like, you didn't come here to be perfect. You came here to be yourself. Mm, that is a good one. Write that one down. Because when we look at nature, and this is why the work that I do, in the work that I do, I use a lot of ancient wisdom and mystery teachings because they teach us about the truth about life and who we are. And so very simple example, when you look at the geometry of sound, so in mystery schools, you would learn about sacred geometry or sacred sounds. When you look at the geometry of sound, if you have a look at a piano, you're going to see the notes like do until C, and then there's all these white notes, and then there's the black notes in the middle. And then you see that it's like, there's one missing. Actually, the geometry of sound is imperfect. There's a note missing, and that is called the Mifa bridge. Wow. And that's totally done on purpose, because this note missing creates imperfection, creates variations, creates differences. And like in scientific terms, you would call it fractals. Wow, that is so cool. And so this is why you have no two roses that look the same. You have no two trees that look the same. You have no two humans that are the same because we're not meant to. Oh my gosh, I just got goosebumps. Yeah. I love that. I never, I never heard that. Exactly. And so every part of you that you're like, maybe it's too much, maybe it's too loud. I think I should hide this a bit more to fit in. Know that the more you're trying to fit in, the less you're fulfilling your purpose. Mm, that is such a good point. Because we're all trying to fit in. Nobody's happy in that box. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Get me out of that box. <laughs> Because we were never meant to be in a box. It's just society that wants us to all be the same. So it's easier for us to be managed and controlled and all those things. But truly, the more you can just accept your imperfections, accept your weirdness, your creativity, and just really consider that you were designed perfectly. Mm. That all your imperfections were there on purpose for you wow. to fulfill your purpose. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. I love that. I know. It's it's crazy because even when I look back on my life, and I don't know if, if you were always like the way that you are, but I was not always this loud, boisterous, like I was a positive person. 
And I always thought positive things, but I was extremely shy and quiet mm -hmm. and just off in a corner when I was a kid, just kind of hide out in the background. Don't do anything to draw attention to, to myself. And it feels so much better to finally just be okay with, I think it was, I wanted to be accepted and liked and yep. fit in. And it's so much better when you finally reach that point where you realize, well, you're not meant to be liked for, you know, by every single person. And no. it's okay if not everybody likes me, because if I act my authentic self, then the right people are going to be attracted to me and they'll stay with me. And that was a, that was a concept that I learned. I mean, I was old, not old, but I was, <laughs> I mean, I was not like I was a child. I think I was like 29 or 30 when I learned that. Yeah. Yeah. We can go even further. We can be like, the people that don't like me, I'm actually giving them a gift because I'm giving them the opportunity to ask themselves, why do I not like her? Is this a mirror? Is this the opposite of me? And how can I still love her? Because one of the greatest lessons of life is unconditional love. Oh, yeah, that is another so much wisdom. See what I'm saying? <laughs> don't you just love her? <laughs> and so... Yeah, to answer your other question, I wasn't always like this, but I was like, I mean, I've always been seeing things a bit differently, deeper than most people, more sensitive than most people. But I was a, a tamed version of that because I remember one day I was like 16 or something. There was this guy I really liked and we had kissed at a party, but he was living in France and I was in Belgium and I didn't know if there was going to be more and, you know, but we were calling each other. And I remember on the phone and one day and he says, uh, what did you do this weekend? I was 16. Okay. And I said, and I said to him, well, I spent most of the afternoon Saturday lying on my bed, looking through the window and thinking about my life. <laughs> Um, uh, okay. I was like, you never do that? He was like, no. I was like, it's the best thing ever. I love it. And that's where I realized, I think I'm different than most people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I already knew, but I was like, oh, here it is again. <laughs> At least you figured it out when you were 16. That's still pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I already knew. I, I had a lot of bullying as well when I was a child, because I think I was just, yeah, showing oh. up differently than most people. But because it wasn't always very accepted, you know, that level of depth, especially at 16, people are like, no, let's just have, especially in Belgium, let's drink beers and have Smirnoff vodka. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, let's just have fun. We don't want to talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I was always the one bringing in the deep conversation. So certain guys really liked that about me and others were like, she's way too deep for me. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, it's been real. <laughs> I turned the volume down on that. I was like, mm. well, I'm just going to be the party girl. And I also love to dance and to party and to have fun because joy is part of life. But I remember really missing that depth in my life for a long time because I wasn't always able to have these deeper conversations. And it's really when I gave myself permission to just be that, that then the right people started showing up in my life, the right friends, the right soulmates. And then that I stepped into the business that I'm in right now. Oh my gosh, I love that. So what made you do the transition from, because you, did you have a corporate job before you yeah. went down this entrepreneur? <laughs> yeah. So how did that, tell us a little bit about that. So believe it or not, I was working in a bank. <laughs> what did you say? I know. I'm working in a very big uh, European bank, French bank, 
But the work that I was doing was already quite alternative. I was not just a classical banker. I was actually a finance coach for startups and I was helping them raise money through crowdfunding. And so I was traveling around Brussels and Belgium and giving presentations to educate people on crowdfunding. And I was helping startup raise money with that tool. And it was interesting, but I wasn't fulfilled. And so what happened is that I started asking myself, at some point, a lot of questions, because I felt like I had ticked all the boxes. You know, I was, I had that career in the bank. They kept giving me promotions and they were really happy about my work. And I, I could have, I like my career was laid out in that bank for me. It looked really beautiful on paper, but it just didn't look like me. And then I was engaged. I had just bought a three bedroom flat with my uh, fiance. Uh, you know, I had amazing friends. I had done a master's in evening classes that I finished with great honors. I was just like ticking all the boxes. And I was like, this is it? This is going to be my life? Like I'm 30 and everything's just laid out for me. And it just felt incredibly boring. Mm. Like it wasn't me. And, and it wasn't. I was totally hiding a part of me and I was just trying to fit in and do what society was expecting of me or what I thought I had to be. And, you know, I was also putting myself in that box. I don't want to just like blame society or, or anyone else. It was also my responsibility. And so I really started asking myself, what is my purpose? If this is boring, there must be something else that brings me joy. I can't believe that life is about just going through the motions. That cannot be it. I know there's more. And so I went on a really deep quest to understand who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? And how can I serve? Mm. And these were the four questions that led me to go to a career retreat and then to fulfill one of my oldest dreams, which was to go to India for yoga teacher training. I had been doing yoga since I was 16. So that's like way before it was popular. That's like 20 years ago. We were doing the yoga in the, like, the underground of a church. I mean, it's a whole thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. You go, and, girl. Yeah. And I loved it. And I felt like every time I would leave the yoga class, I would be more connected to myself. So I was like, what if I went in India for one month to do yoga every day? I would be so connected to myself. Maybe I would find myself and my truth. So this is what I did. And there I discovered energy healing, the chakras, the subtle bodies. And I was totally obsessed by it. I was like, what is this thing? This is, this is my thing. I need to learn this. And so I came back from India. I started learning, doing a few trainings here and there of Reiki and access bar consciousness. So different like healing modalities. And I decided I was going to quit my job in the bank and do that uh, and do an energy healing training um, abroad. And so the beautiful thing that happened then, I say beautiful now because I have the hindsight when I'm going to tell you what it is, it's it's very chaotic and messy. Yeah. The beautiful thing is that when you start listening to your intuition in your soul and you finally start to follow what brings you joy, life is going to create space for you to do more of it. But in order to create space, you often have to let go first. Oh, and that's the hardest part. So what happened is that my six months marriage collapsed and we divorced in a few months time. Wow. Basically, when I came back from India, straight away, like I was home for 10 minutes and he told me, oh, I actually didn't miss you and I don't think I love you. So that was like a shock. Wow. 
And the next months were just like complete chaos. I felt like my whole world was falling apart. But it was a gift because I was like, well, if I'm not married anymore, if I'm quitting my job or selling our flat, I have nowhere to live. It's like I have nothing left. That's how I felt. Of course, I still had my family and my friends, but I wanted to go abroad. So I I left my ex-husband, my job, my country, my friends, my family, and I moved to Canada to study energy healing. Wow. And I was like, I've done everything the quote unquote right way. What if I just followed my intuition for one year and I see where it guides me and everything changed for me everything changed. And so that energy healing school that I went to in Canada was actually also a mystery school. And so that's where I went to my first mystery schools and dive into that ancient wisdom, those mysteries about life, the truth about the unseen and the soul and why we're here. And every time I would leave those trainings, I just felt home. I felt so connected to myself. I never felt so nourished than during those trainings. And this is where I knew this is my path. This is who I am. And one day I'm going to teach that too. Oh my gosh. I love that. What a journey. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It's been a crazy journey. Lots of downs in the middle of all of that. Lots of panic attacks in the middle of all of that. It was not like all rosy and pink. (laughs) Panic attacks. (laughs) That's true. uh, But I like how you look back and I like how you look back and now, you know, you look back and you look at those events that happened as gifts. Totally. You know, like you don't look back and blame like your past or anything. Like you look at it all as a gift. And I feel like sometimes that's so hard for people to do. Yeah. I'm almost at this point. I'm like, I'm I'm sorry for my ex-husband because I'm like, wow, he really had the bad role. And I mean, he did some terrible things, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, had to, he had to do them for me to wake up. Yeah. Because- um, I wasn't leaving, you know, of course there were many red flags in our relationship, but I'm such a determined and stubborn. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm the <laughs> same exact person. way. So but you I do, stand, you stay, you, you commit. I know. It's good. Yeah, I know. And it's like, I, I kind of always go into everything with that. Just like a knowing that everything is going to go exactly the way it's meant to go and happen exactly the way it's meant to happen when it's supposed to happen whether you think it's the right timing or the right thing or not, yeah. it just makes it so much easier to navigate through life yeah. when you have that belief, you know? Totally. And I also want to add, I love that deep trust in life, but we are in a co-creative relationship with life. And so looking back on my life and, and that relationship in particular, and but even in my career, there were so many red flags mm. in, in like ancient terms, we call that karma. And so karma is really often misunderstood. We think that karma, karma is a bitch, right? That's what we always hear. Things come back at you because you've done something bad, whatever. Yep. Well, no, karma is actually there to put you on the right path. Karma is there to help you because life wants you to live your purpose. Life wants you to expand and grow and express your highest potential. And so karma is going to show up in your life at first as like a little whisper, a little tap tap on the door. But we don't always listen because we're like, oh, this thing's not really working out, but I will make it work out. So we keep going. And the thing is that the less we listen, the louder karma needs to be. And so karma is going to show up as events 
Um, in my case, it was a divorce, but it can be an illness. It can be a burnout. It can be really big conflicts that just stop you in your tracks because otherwise you wouldn't. Wow. And so you think karma is a bitch, but karma actually, this Sanskrit word means the action that binds you. So it's this idea of like action reaction, you do something and there's a consequence. And that's because you've made a choice or you've taken an action that wasn't the most aligned. And so the consequence is that you're going to have to like rethink about your path and make a different choice. But if you're not listening to karma, that's trying to give you all those small signs, eventually karma is going to have to hit you in the face. <laughs> yep. Be really big about it. <laughs> So that you get back on track. And I think you experienced that yourself with, with a burnout, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. I went through that when I was trying to continue to force, you know, the previous health and fitness business on paper, just like with you, with your career, checking off yeah. the boxes, everything looks great. It was such a blessing. But yeah, it was complete burnout by the end. It was just going through the motions, hamster on a wheel, on autopilot, day in and day out, feeling completely unfulfilled, knowing that. I've outgrown this and it served its purpose for the time it did. And I'm so grateful for it, but I needed to listen to that intuition and go on the next path I was supposed to go down, which I shoved down for a good two plus years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because you're telling yourself, this doesn't make any sense. My business is working. Why would I change? This was fulfilling me. Maybe it's just me. The fulfillment is going to come back. Exactly. The, the lack of fulfillment is a beautiful sign because, ugh, my God, I really wish we taught this in high school and every parent can teach this to their kids because, yes, we're here on earth to like grow and expand and learn. And this can happen through challenges and discomfort, but we're also here to experience deep joy. And so joy is this sign from the universe, father, mother, God, you call it the way you want. Joy is this sign that is telling you, yes, you're on the right track. Keep going. Because we're not meant to struggle. It's not meant to be hard. And so if joy and fulfillment have left your life, it's because there is something else that you're meant to do. Mm. And by finding joy and fulfillment again, you're going to get back on the right track. I mean, there's no wrong track, but the track that is meant to expand you and nourish you and fulfill you the most. And so when we feel unfulfilled, we have a tendency to blame ourselves or try to find coping mechanism. And we ask ourselves, well, you know, is everybody really fulfilled? I got to work hard anyways. Maybe I just get to be happy 50% of the time that that's how good it can be. No, please let that go because unfulfillment is simply there to show you that your soul is ready for another chapter of your life that's going to be even better. And you've experienced that yourself now that you're on the other side. So you can you can testify of that, right? Oh my gosh, 100%. I mean, you just feel so much more in alignment and your energy too changes. Yeah. Like my energy and just excitement for every day is so much different than what it was when I was just going through the motions, like just keep doing the that same business day in and day out. Other people are making it work. You, know, you just got to, this is just the entrepreneurial roller coaster. I kept telling myself that, you know, that book, have you ever heard that book, the entrepreneurial roller coaster or something? I was like, no. this is just part of the roller coaster. I'm like, Jesus, I've been falling downhill for a long time. 
So that's what I, you know, I kept trying to convince myself that shifting away was like just me getting distracted. Yeah. 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 And that's why it's so important to, to know these, these ancient teachings about, you know, connection to your soul, connection to your intuition, joy is the, the guiding light, um, sacred geometry. I mean, you know, first, I think it's fascinating to learn about all this ancient wisdom and then to be able to apply it to, or to our modern life. They, these teachings become like, flashlights in the dark when you have mm. moments of darkness of like lack of fulfillment lack of direction lack of joy not knowing what your next steps are knowing these spiritual teachings become opportunities to reconnect with your truth because we are spiritual beings having a human experience and so you can think your way through but you're not your mind oh that's and a good so, one too yeah and so if you want to truly find that alignment, you have to do the soul work. Yep. Sometimes we don't want to do that. <laughs> Sometimes no. we don't want to look within. Could be too painful. <laughs> and also we don't have to do that work alone. I know that's the beautiful thing. We have people like you. There's many people like me. And especially for us women, it's important to surround ourselves with other women who get it, who can see us, who speak the same language as us, because we are beings of community, of togetherness. And when we can really like support each other, that's that's when women thrive. Mm, it's so true. I know it makes such a difference having the right support group around you. Yeah. Yeah. So important. Such a difference. So I know we were talking a little bit before about this whole idea of the rebirth of people going through transitions and the resistance that comes with that. I know that this is really relatable to all of my listeners. Yeah. What advice or what could you say about that? You have so much wisdom and so much knowledge. Mm -hmm. What would you have to say about that? I mean, I'm writing a whole book about it. So let's try it. Oh my to gosh. Um, yeah, this is the topic of my next book. I'm going to try to share a few pearls of wisdom for the listeners, but it's just to, to share with you like how deep this topic is. You can write a whole book about it. Oh my gosh. Like a trilogy, three books maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Can you share the name of the book or is it like a surprise and wait till the end? Well, right now I'm I'm thinking of simply calling it Rebirth. Okay. Congratulations. That's so exciting. Let's see with, with the publisher. That's they... amazing. Because they also have a word to say. So most of your audience is women entrepreneurs and most women I work with as well. So let's talk about that. And mm. the soul really often uses our business as a highway for personal growth, for soul ascension. Because we want our businesses to thrive and then we realize, oh, I have to do some work with myself and my beliefs and who I think I am and how I'm showing up for my business actually to thrive. The business is just like the external window. I know. <laughs> the work is all the inner mechanism that's making the, the window look beautiful and, and attractive and magnetic. Yes. Like I was saying, we, we came here to like learn and grow and expand. And the rebirth journey can actually be divided into three steps and then within those steps you have other steps so let me try to explain this in a clear way <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you're gonna do great everything you say comes out so clear <laughs> thank, you. thank you you're so sweet and so this first step and 
if you're listening to Kathy's podcast, you're probably outside. You're already like at the second step, but just so that you understand the journey, I'm going to talk about the four steps, the four phases more. The first phase is really more the phase of like ignorance. It's just going through the motion year after year, hitting one milestone after the other. And it's living without really realizing that there is a larger universe, that there is something greater out there and that you are a spiritual being having a human experience. And some people can stay in that phase for their whole life, but the older the soul is, the faster she's going to be like, wait, there must be more than this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because we are meant to evolve and we evolve through lifetimes. And so we have higher consciousness with the more experience and wisdom that we gain. And so as you start asking yourself, wait, there's got to be more to this. You start asking yourself, well, who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? And you enter that phase number two, that's really like, the spiritual awakening, the wake-up call. And you start realizing that there is much more to life than what you were sold and that you get to be yourself and you get to be paid to be yourself and you get to have fun. And, oh my gosh, I have all these traumas and these wounds and these limitations that I need to let go of. And, you know, we think about spiritual awakening as, oh, I'm going in the light and bees and butterflies and rainbows and unicorns. And that is not it at all. <laughs> <laughs> because that journey in itself is made of four phases. The spiritual awakening is a cyclical process that is made of four phases. And this wisdom is actually in plain sight right in front of us because it's represented by the four seasons. We are nature ourselves. And so that first phase of ignorance that I was talking about, it's kind of like the summer season. All is good. All is fun. We just go through the motion. We go out. We have drinks. That's it. And then you enter that spiritual awakening phase through the stage of fall. It's about letting go of who you think you are, what you were doing that isn't serving you. And that was serving you at some point. So we're really grateful it was there, but just not anymore because you're ready for another chapter of your life. And so when we look at the trees, they were beautiful in the summer and then in the fall, the leaves become orange, brown, red, and they're ready to reach the floor and to die. And we're really grateful these leaves were there. They were very useful at some point, but just not anymore. And that's where this lack of fulfillment starts showing up. Wow, mm -hmm. I used to love my job, but not anymore. Oh, my tree used to be all shiny and attractive and making shade for others, but not anymore. And I feel like letting go of all those things. And so... This first phase is really about letting go, just like I did. I let go of my ex-husband, my flat, my job, my country. I mean, I went pretty wild. I let go of Yeah, everything. you went complete wash. You're like, <laughs> see you later to everything and everyone I've ever known. Bye. <laughs> this is kind of who I am. I'm like an all-in or all-out person. So you don't have to like be that extreme. I just want to reassure you guys. It doesn't have to be like that. It can be just letting go of a belief that isn't serving you. Right. You have an offer in your business that isn't lighting you up so that it can create space for something else. So it's really that phase of letting go, creating space so that the universe can fill it with what is aligned because life is always full. And so I love this spiritual principle that every time you let go of something, life is going to fill it with something that is more aligned with your new frequency, with who you've become. Oh, I like that. That's so nice. 
Yes. And so while we are taught to like hold on and control everything that we have, when you truly understand this principle, it becomes amazing because it's like, what if I let go of this? I wonder what would show up. I wonder with like how much I've changed in the past months or weeks, because we can evolve really quickly. My frequency has increased. What is that new thing that would replace it? And you can update your life constantly like that. And actually, this is what life then becomes. I'm going to talk about that more. So <laughs> the, the fall season, you have that winter season, right? And so winter is usually where people really struggle. Because winter, it's the season of like death, of darkness. It's this feminine season of like going within, resting, regenerating, connecting with your intuition and deeply, deeply surrendering. And this is where people struggle because they're like, I've let go of this thing that, well, I guess it was working, not fulfilling me, but it was working at least. Now I have nothing left. I have no clarity. I have physical darkness, mental darkness, emotional darkness. I don't see clearly. Where am I going? What's my next step? And that's because you're in the cocoon. Imagine the caterpillar is in the cocoon and is about to become a butterfly. But you have to stay in that cocoon. And you don't see what's happening inside the cocoon. Just like nature, you don't see what's happening in the earth or within the branches. You don't see that the leaves are being prepared, but they are. Mm. And so right. that's why it's important to sit in the stillness, surrender to what is, regenerate. Winter is really important. Without winter, there wouldn't be any spring. So true. We often, we often want to skip that phase because we live in a culture that's very go, go, go. You have to go after what you want. You have to show up. Otherwise, there's no results. You have to work hard. Otherwise, there's no money. You know, all these beliefs are just completely disconnecting us from the natural path of transformation and that very important step in this rebirth journey and the spiritual awakening. And so the longer you can surrender in that winter season where you feel like a part of you is dying, where you don't have clarity, it's very uncomfortable, I know, but the more you can focus on just nurturing yourself and only following your intuition, the easier it's going to be. And suddenly, the light is going to come back. But what I mean by that is that suddenly you're going to have clarity. Suddenly your life force is going to come back. Suddenly you're going to have an idea that's going to like excite you and give you the energy to start putting things together again. Suddenly all the dots are going to connect. All the things you've been sensing, the conversations you've been having, the oracle cards that you've been pulling, everything is going to start connecting. And the spring is there. It's really... You know, 21st of uh, December marks that winter solstice, the return of the light. But it takes a long time for us actually to be in spring and be like, oh, now everything is blooming again. And then we are in that spring season. Everything is starting to flourish. We have energy again. We are magnetic again. We put ourselves out there. We have clarity again. We feel much better. And it's like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And then we move into summer, which is even better. And we reap all the fruits of our work. Until it happens again. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, get ready, baby. It's never ending. <laughs> because we think that this huge, like big transformation, spiritual awakening that we've had the first time, we feel like, oh, this is it. You know, in 
like a lot of Christian teachings, they talk about salvation, I've been saved. What people miss to understand that, oh, well, this is where the the journey actually begins, my love. Oh, I know. My love, you're so nice about it. Listen, my love. Exactly. <laughs> wakey, wakey. <laughs> so you start realizing that, oh, wait, I'm going through another death rebirth journey one year later, six months later. And then there's smaller rebirth journeys usually. Like that first one is usually very shattering. And the next ones, they're easier because you've already walked a path. Also because you're much more aligned. You didn't need such a hard like wake up call to remember your highest potential and your true essence. But also because we are infinite beings. We're meant to always expand. We're meant to always express. There's always more to uncover about you. And so understanding these four phases of the rebirth journey, understanding that they each require something different from you and understanding where you're at really helps you to navigate um, these small and big death rebirths because they can be very destabilizing, very uncomfortable and it's like you're in the middle of the woods and you don't have a map and you don't know how to get out. But when you have a map, you're given the map, aka this kinds of teachings. You're like, okay, well, now I go right. Now I go left. Oh, I see a bit of light there. I follow this way. Or now I have to stop. Okay, now maybe it's time to rest and eat. Okay, now I keep going. It changes the whole experience. Mm. Wow, that's unbelievable. And And it gets you out of the woods because some people stay in the woods their whole life. Now, when the people are in the woods their whole life, do they realize that they're stuck in the woods? Well, they're unhappy. Oh, they're unhappy, yeah. Yeah, but they think that's just that's just what it is. I get to be happy 50% of the time when I hang out with my friends, when I have an extra glass of wine, when I go on holidays. Yeah, they're unhappy because their soul is trying to use that unhappiness to make them move forward. You know, we move away from pain quite often. And so the, your soul is trying to trigger that with that lack of fulfillment. Mm. But some people are so attached to either what that lack of fulfillment is still offering them, money, status, security, or maybe they think they have to show up in that certain way. They have to be, you know, the father of the family that's has that status, brings in that money, cares for everyone or, you know, all these things. And so people stay in there, but they also stay because they're afraid of the unknown. They're like, well, if I let go of what I have, it might be uncomfortable, but I, I'm still coping with it. I'm still making it work. I don't know what's on the other side. And because we are not taught to dance with the unknown, to play with the unknown, and that the unknown actually truly is a gift, we don't go in the unknown. We try to run away from it. We try to control everything. But when you look at the word unknown, the word in itself has a mystery teaching in it. So unknown, when you cut the word in two, you know the un, the one, the unified field, the universe. So when you step into the unknown, you step into the infinite field of possibilities. You open yourself to what's in your highest good because you stop controlling and you allow your co-creator Father, Mother, God, the universe to take the lead. In other words, your soul also takes the lead. And that allows the greater plan that is meant for you to unfold. But you have to step into the unknown to allow that to happen. Wow, that's unbelievable. So, you know, I'm just curious because I we probably have a lot of <laughs> listeners here who are probably in that phase, whether it's 
with their career or their business that they're in right now, thinking about shifting or a relationship that they're in or a belief that they have about themselves or their business or, or whatever it is, how do you help people move out of that phase? Because like you said, they're scared, they're unhappy. So they're aware of this unhappiness, but they're also scared yep. because of the unknown. So how do you help those people? And you probably, this is probably what you do in your program, but how do yeah. you help them? <laughs> like, well, like an easy kind of tip. Completely, yeah. 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 Oh, I mean, there's so much to say about this, but let me just feel into what your listeners, what would help them the most. A lot of the work that I do, especially at the beginning of that journey, when we're in that fear and we're stuck, it's twofolded. So it's one, connecting with your emotions, because your emotions are energy and emotions. They're messages from your soul. And quite often we're, we're in that state because we are also not taught how to welcome our emotions. And there's so much baggage in here. So much. <laughs> I mean, I say that with so much compassion because, my God, that first year after my divorce, I cried almost every day. Oh, <laughs> so my gosh. I feel. It was very intense. So, like, I, I know, I know. And this is why I, I can talk about it with so much compassion and wisdom, too. And so it's about just allowing whatever is here to come out. The fear, the shame, the self-doubts, the lack of self-love, the lack of self-esteem. Suddenly we realize there's all these layers that we didn't know were there because we were just going through the routine and holding on to what was working. But when we're faced with the unknown and the stillness, all these things come up. Mm. And so it's about like welcoming all of that. Because an emotion really, once you allow yourself to feel it, it's 90 seconds. That's it, 90 seconds. Yeah. And then oh. it's gone. 90 seconds. Okay, that's good to hear. Yeah. But quite often we're like, oh no, this thing feels huge. I cannot even go there. And we're afraid of our own emotions. And so I, a lot of what I do is like fear management in the sense that don't be afraid of your emotion. Let's go there. Let's go into the darkness. The darkness is a rebirther. Let's go into everything that's uncomfortable feel it, transmute it, allow it to be there. It has teachings for you about like who you are and who you came here to be. A lot of like your mess is part of your message as well. And so at the beginning, there's really this con deep connection with your emotions, your fear, and understanding that fear is simply coming from your ego. Mm. And your ego is just trying to keep you safe. But as an entrepreneur, you know that when you do something that scares you, you do it anyway. That's where you grow. That's where you expand. That's where you learn something that you wouldn't have learned otherwise. And so it's regulating your nervous system so that you can actually still do it despite the fear. Mm. So that's one part of the work. And on the other side, I would highly recommend you to strengthen your intuition. Because your intuition is that flashlight in the dark. If you don't have a map in the dark woods, you still have your intuition. She's going to act as a map. But the thing is that your intuition is always going to tell you to take action in the moment. Not tomorrow, not yesterday. It's going to tell you, what if I took the day off today? What if I opened my laptop and went on YouTube? You're like, this is a random thought. I have so many emails to go through. Yeah. <laughs> 
And so strengthening that relationship with your intuition is something really powerful that you can do to do that, that I did on my journey and that made a huge difference. I always recommend my clients to do that. I call it the surrender experiment. And so this experiment is about cleaning your calendar for one to two weeks with as little appointments as possible and no to-do list. And if you can remove the clock from your house and not look at your watch, that would be even better. Wow, this would be a challenge for me. (laughs) (laughs) I should try to do it to see if I can do it. Just like, just try two days to start with. Yeah, I will. And so without all these external references and to-dos, you're going to rely on your intuition. What do I feel like doing now? Do I feel like eating? Do I feel like I... it's harder, of course, when, you know, you're a mom and you right. have to do other human beings. But when they are at school and you have those hours for yourself, if you don't homeschool them, obviously, yeah. try to just like go with the flow. Go with your intuition, minute by minute, hour by hour. What do I feel like doing now? What would nourish me? What would feel exciting? What do I need? I actually really feel like sleeping. Well, why don't you just sleep instead of telling yourself, I have to do this? So the idea is really to get out of the mind, out of the to-do list, out of the shoulds, out of the I have to do this, and into the heart. What do I want to do? What would feel good? What is my soul telling me to do? Where is my intuition guiding me? Hmm. And so when you do these two together of like strengthening your intuition and following her, and at the same time, embracing all the emotions that are suddenly popping up in the stillness and in the unknown and in discomfort, um, that's really when pretty quickly you can start to see changes. And sometimes these changes are going to show up physically. You're going to get sick. And then you're like, oh my God, now I have to deal with this with this uh, as well. Uh, no, this is actually your body releasing. Oh, wow. This is probably what happened to me when I came back after the BBD Live business conference that we were at. I came back, I had all these breakthroughs, all these, all these, because I sat in silence, I was alone. I didn't have like anybody with me or anybody to take care of. It was just all about me and what's going on in my mind. And I was so ready to rock and roll and hit the ground running when I came home. I'm like, this is it. We're going all the way. And as soon as I came home, I was stuck in bed for freaking 10 days with the flu. Oh, 10 days. That's a lot. It was not good. That was probably it. Yeah, that's your body releasing because, you know, this conference was really powerful. And when you go to these kinds of events, especially when there's so many people, there's really something happening alchemically to your body. Like we are made of 80% of water and water is very like sponges. When you think about it, you put just a tea bag in the water and it changes color and flavor. Mm. We are made of 80% of water and like the moon influences the tides and everything. So we are sponges, literally. And so the water within our bodies change when we go to retreats, when we speak to someone, when we go to an event like that. And so all that new frequency that you called in, that you were like, I'm ready to go. It was like, okay, Katy, let's do this. Your buddy is like, yeah, I, I agree. But we have these big things that we need to let go of first if we really want to go full yep. on. And so it's making you sick. And so I'm working with a client right now 
and she's been going through it because things have been happening in her back, in her teeth, her flu. Month after month, she's like, I am so tired of it, Ele. I'm like, I know, but your body is doing the deepest cleanse ever so that you can truly start with a fresh, clean state. And like, you're going to get to the other side. And sometimes the body also does that on purpose. Mm can stay in the stillness so that you can stay in your beds that you can go deeper within and have even more insights about this new chapter so the benefits are twofolded wow and that's interesting because when we were away talking at this business conference actually no it was when i came back and i told you that i was sick yes. and i remember you mentioning something about like you know it's your body trying to release and i never ever thought of it that way <laughs> And I was like, oh my gosh, it makes so much sense though. And and I, like I said, I couldn't do anything for like 10 days. I mean, I was so sick and so weak. I couldn't work out. I couldn't work on the business. My brain was all just foggy. I felt awful. And so it's just nice to hear that. That's what it's doing. It's just cleansing itself. Exactly. And it's that step of like letting go. You entered a new cycle, a new reality, like your whole body and soul and life is ready for that next level. But remember that first season is the fall season. Mm. That's where it really begins. Energetically, yes. we celebrate the new year on January 1st. So like kind of in the middle of the winter, beginning right. of the winter. Yeah. Energetically, the the beginning of the year, the beginning of new cycles, it's the fall. It's more around like September 21st, October 31st. And the ancient Celts knew that when you look at the wheel of the year from uh, the Wiccan tradition, the ancient Celts in like Britain and Ireland, their new year is, is Halloween. Oh, it's wow. Yeah. That's interesting. But it makes sense after everything that you just shared. Yeah, yeah totally. This is so interesting. I love this kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all the things I teach inside the mystery school. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So just fill us in here. So your program is called the mystery school. Yeah. The sacred roots mystery school. The sacred roots mystery school. And can people go someplace to find more information about it, read more about it, learn more about it? So I have two things. The first one is a freebie that I can share with you and with your audience. And it's for ancient wisdom teachings to help you uncover and live your purpose. So that gives you a bit of a small bite of what it is that I teach and how I use this ancient wisdom to help you reconnect with that fulfillment and direction and purpose you're seeking. And one of those is the, the four phases of the rebirth journey. I, I share much more about it in that free workbook i think it's like 15 pages wow um yeah there's a lot of content in there i told you i, I do everything like full out i don't <laughs> do 100%. there's there's no half-assing on your end no. i give you everything again and uh of course i have a landing page as well on my website that is quite long as well and now we are opening the applications. If anyone is interested, people can apply to join the mystery school. And then we get on a call and we connect and we see if we're a good fit because I'm taking only 12 women with each cycle because this work is really deep and I want to really give my full attention to anyone. So I'm not interested in working with like 50 or hundred women. That's, yeah. that's not the way. To do. When can people apply for this to see if this is like a good fit for them what do you have the dates or anything 
They can apply right now. They can apply right now. Okay. And you can send me the links after for all this. So that way I can put it all in the show notes and people can connect with you that way through it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. Yeah, they can apply. And if I feel that there's like a resonance, there's a fit, then we we get on a call. And then let's see if you're meant to be with us or not. <laughs> That's amazing. How could we not want to be with you or meant to be with you? <laughs> well, I'm not for everybody. That is true. That is true. That's the beauty. I don't want to work for it with everybody either. <laughs> that, is, that is true. <laughs> Gosh, do we know all about that, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Oh my gosh, this has been amazing. Do you have anything that you'd wanted to leave the listeners with? Any lasting thoughts? Yes. I don't know exactly when you're thinking of releasing this episode, because right now we're in January. It will probably be, it will be February 5th. Okay. February 5th. Monday, February 5th. Anyone wants to have like a small bite experience of working with me before diving into a mystery school. I'm also hosting a retreat. Oh, fun. March the 12th until the 15th in BC. And it's all about feminine force. And so we are really going to reconnect with our feminine essence, our feminine power, our soul, so that we can tap with that energy within us that makes us unstoppable, ready to take on the world, really magnetic, that heart energy that makes us really magnetic and able to transform our external reality so that it matches our internal desires and dreams. Oh, I love that. Amazing. I'm really excited. And the other thing I wanted to share is that we are right now experiencing a lot of like heavy energies on the planet. I'm sure you can all feel it. I'm really seeing it everywhere around me. A lot of friends who are really going through a tough time and it kind of show up, showed up unexpectedly. So if you aren't, Amazing. It means you've done so much work already. <laughs> so you don't need to go through it. But if you're in it, know that it's 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 normal. It's because we're experiencing a really big shift as a collective. And we need all of us that are meant to be leaders, that are meant to be light workers. I don't really like this word, like light workers. I I think it comes with like so many cliches, but it says what it says, you know, you're here to bring your light to the work and, and use that to support humanity. And the more leadership you're meant to have in your life, the more you're going to go through these death rebirth journeys. And sometimes they can show up as, you know, like depressive symptoms or like things falling apart in your life. And it can be hard. And I'm seeing a lot of that right now mm. in a lot of people around me. And so I just want you to know you're not alone. Do whatever you can to, like I said, welcome all those emotions. Know that if they're surfacing, it's because they're ready to be healed. If you don't have the tools, if you don't want to do that work on your own, you don't have to surround yourself by a breathwork practitioner, a healer, a coach, a mentor, a therapist. Like we don't always see our own blind spots. And on the other side, reconnect with your soul. Reconnect with your intuition, gift you moments of stillness, do things that nourish you, do things that bring joy and pleasure to your life, because it's in these moments that you're going to find your truth. Oh my gosh, I love that. That is amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show, Eleanor. Thank you, Katie, for having me. Oh my gosh, you're welcome. All of this. 
Oh my gosh, I feel so amazing after this talk. I hope that, and I not I hope, but I know that my listeners are going to absolutely love this episode. So thanks for listening in today to Do Life Big and to Eleanor. We will put all the links in the show notes so that you can connect with her. She also hosts a podcast too. What's the name of your podcast again? The Sacred Roots Podcast. The Sacred Roots Podcast. So you can get some, as many doses as you want of Eleanor, and you can get all this wisdom into your life as much as you want. <laughs> Go check I it out. I have a few books, so I can also share those. Oh, yeah. Share you. your books, too. Well, I have two books. I have The Self-Healing Spiral and The Path of Femininity, which is all about coming back to your feminine energy. That's amazing. Yeah, you're you're incredible. This woman <laughs> is incredible. You need her in your life. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thanks so much for being here. And thank you for listening in. You know, I love you. I think you're awesome. And I will see you the next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening in. I really appreciate you choosing to spend your time here with me today. You totally rock. Hey, listen, if you love today's episode, go ahead and tag me on social and go share this with a friend right now. Like do it immediately before the day gets ahead of you and you totally forget. Couldn't be more pumped to be on this journey with you guys. Go make today awesome, and I will see you the next time.